and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko, joined nobody, ghost town around here. Uh, if you caught the little video that I did uh, over on the official Coordination YouTube channel, you'll know that I said that uh, Todd is in the middle of moving, so he is taking himself out of the game, we'll say. And John is prepping for something that I don't know if I'm at liberty to say uh, due to HIPAA. And also, I don't want John to come down and kick my ass. Um, but uh, let's just say John's in prep mode. He's okay, uh, but he's in prep mode. So uh, he is taking himself out of the game. And uh, that leaves me. Hello. Uh, this obviously will not be a terribly long podcast, uh, or video or show. Um, but, uh, we'll at least do what we set out to do, which was answer your questions courtesy of, uh, YouTube. And I'll, I'll take the heat. Initially, I didn't know that Todd and John were going to be unavailable. So it was the usual Wednesday, uh, pre-production meeting. And I said, oh, we're going to we try to record tonight. And that's basically when they said, no, we, we can't. We're, we're unavailable. So I said, OK, I'm going to try something else. Uh, years ago, in fact, when when uh, the late great Brian Toll first brought me into coordination uh, to co-host the podcast with him, because we had uh, really gelled well together uh, on another Husker site that is now defunct. Um, we had a. a uh, a write-in mailbag type of podcast called Detasseling the Huskers. It's still there. You can still find it on coordination.com. Um, and it, if nothing else, it, it, you got to go back to a different time in Husker athletics because it was, gosh, close to a decade ago. So the Bo Pelini era, eight, nine, occasional 10 win uh, seasons. Uh, but more than anything, it's just, I encourage you to find those out uh, on, on coordination.com. Just, uh, to hear Brian. Brian is such a, a great guy and uh, uh, a fun, fun co-host. And, and uh, you'd always tell uh, what kind of mood he was in. Uh, so I put a video out there um, basically soliciting your questions. And thank you. We got one. Actually, I never checked Facebook. Uh, I'm guessing we probably didn't get it. I should do that. But one on YouTube. Um, so we will get to that. Before we do, however, uh, want to at least get you up to date on the most recent happenings uh, in Nebraska athletics, which the most most recent is Nebraska women's basketball losing uh, Thursday night, February 17th, on the road at Penn State. Why is that a big deal? Because Penn State's not good at women's basketball. <laughs> and... Uh, in our, our coronation Slack chat room, uh, Jill, who is uh, our resident, damn near everything, but uh, uh, especially uh, when it comes to women's basketball, said that it is a perennial problem with uh, uh, Coach Williams in the latter half of the year. Now, they lost 83-76 to 76 to Penn State. This is coming off of a couple of big wins. So I almost wonder if it was a, a, um, 
just kind of an emotional letdown. Uh, you go back to Monday, Valentine's Day. They hosted and beat number five, Indiana. Not just beat them. They whooped the shit out of them, 72-55. And a couple of days before that, on Saturday at Champaign, uh, they beat the Illini 82-63. So it's unfortunate that they had what might be considered, you know, like a, a, a let-up game, uh, something like that. They're going to have to get right back at it uh, because this weekend on Sunday, they host Minnesota. Uh, they did beat Minnesota on the road back at the beginning of December. But if, if you know, Jill's theories are accurate, this Nebraska team, as good as they have been, might not be that same team that uh, beat the Lady Gophers uh, a couple months ago. Uh, then they're going to take on Wisconsin on the road, Northwestern at home, and boom, Ash Wednesday, March 2nd, we're into the Women's Big Ten Tournament. I don't think they'll be playing on Wednesday. I think that they will have uh, carried themselves uh, well enough in the regular season that they will uh, at least get a first round by, if not possibly, depending on how these last three games go, maybe uh, maybe kick off until Friday. So um, that's what's going on with the women. I'm checking the Facebook now just to see if there are any any comments, any questions on there. Again, it's things that I realistically should have done earlier. Um, but we didn't have a comment on the YouTube video until just a couple hours ago. So I wasn't even sure, uh, nothing on Facebook. That, that makes my job easier. Uh, I wasn't even sure that we'd be having a show this week. It, it's, you know, again, my fault because I, I really did put it off till, till the very end. So my apologies, um, but we'll do the best we can. Real quick, want to thank our unofficial sponsor for this week's show, and that is Yingling Lager. This is actually the uh, light lager. So light, the light is bouncing off of it. But uh, hey, look, 99 calories, 4% uh, alcohol by volume, 3.2 grams of carbs. Yingling, the America's oldest brewery. And by golly, delicious. I do like my beer. Not that that's a problem. I don't have a problem. I'm just saying, you know, I like a beer, a beer or two from time to time. Couldn't tell you last time I got drunk. Anyway, uh, let's go to the YouTube channel and let's get an A to the Q that was brought. And uh, I'm only guessing that I'm going to pronounce this right. I'm probably not. I'm going with Lloyd McChristmas. Um Fantastic reference by Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. So Jeff's kiss uh, to you, Lloyd, who says, what team is going to turn it around first, Nebraska or Texas 22, uh, 2022 and, and beyond is at least my interpretation of the question. So I had to look at a lot of things um, to put this answer together. I looked at, of course, last year's records, this year's uh, schedules, and, well, let's do the breakdown before I give the answer. Otherwise, I could say, it's this. That's our show. See you later. Uh, and try to give you a little bit more of your money's worth. So, Nebraska, of course, finished 3-9. and nine, uh, Underwhelming, disappointing, uh, however you want to slice that particular apple. Texas, 
probably equally disappointing uh, for them. They finished five and seven, uh, didn't do great in conference. They were only three and six in the conference. Um, they lost to a rank, or should they, they beat a ranked team, um, at least the team that was ranked at the end of the season. Uh, Raging Cajuns, Louisiana, uh, at, at the beginning of the year. Then they lost to SEC future SEC foe Arkansas. Uh, they won against Rice, but that's not saying much. Uh, they won against Texas Tech. Again, Texas Tech is now is not the Texas Tech, Tech of old. They uh, beat TCU at TCU. They went to that Red River shootout and lost to Oklahoma. Again, Nebraska also lo- lost to Oklahoma. Uh, and it was comparably scored if you want to look at those. Nebraska and Oklahoma was a little uh, lower scoring. Texas, Oklahoma, that score, uh, the Sooners winning that 55-48. They lost uh, at home against Oklahoma State. Again, you know, the the Cowboys, no slouches. They were a, a top 15 program. Uh, they lost at Baylor. Again, a top 20 program. They, they lost at Iowa State, that uh, team that finished outside of the rankings, but they lost by a wide margin, 30-7. to seven. Uh, they lost to Kansas in overtime at home. We all remember the videos of that, the uh, uh, the tight end catching that overtime score. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I couldn't – I'm not a Kansas fan, and I don't follow the Big 12 enough, uh, close enough anymore. But it was the lo- first time in a long time since the uh, Kansas uh, Jayhawks uh, had, had beat Texas. So uh, they lost at West Virginia before finally beating Kansas State. Similar to Nebraska's latter half of the season or even beyond where Nebraska went, uh, finished 0-7, Texas finished 1-6. and uh, Their final win, um, you know, and dare I say, <laughs> unimpressive win against Kansas State 22-17. They didn't, you know, blow the barn doors off or anything like that. Uh, and then as Certainly, Nebraska and, and many teams do. They had their off-season attrition. We also all know of uh, Casey Thompson, who ended up making his way north to Lincoln. Um, I, let's take a quick look now at their schedule. For th- this is why I'm concerned about Texas 2022 and beyond. Um, and, and I say concerned not because I care about Texas because I don't, um, but. Texas fans, I think, should be worried about Texas joining the SEC. Uh, as I mentioned, they lost to Arkansas last year. Uh, they opened up this season September 3rd against Louisiana Monroe, and then they are facing Alabama. Then they have uh, Texas San Antonio, then Texas Tech, West Virginia, Oklahoma. It's interesting that they get Oklahoma a couple weeks after Nebraska faces Oklahoma be interesting to see what kind of shape the Sooners are in after uh, Nebraska is done with them. And I'm not, you know, I, I'm only as hopeful and, and Kool-Aid drinking as the next big red fan. Uh, but you certainly hope that with the pieces that ha- have been put in place in Lincoln, be it, you know, uh, staff or, or athletes uh, that Nebraska will have a, a better uh, showing a better, a better, chance uh so uh, texas oklahoma of course that one will be on on neutral uh soil neutral ground 
Then they face Iowa State. Then it's Oklahoma State. I got to scroll down a little bit. Kansas State, TCU, Kansas, and then rounding things out uh, against Baylor at the end of November. Based on what we saw from Texas from a year ago, I'm not entirely sure how many of these games are going to be wins. They lost to Baylor, lost to Kansas, beat Kansas State, but lost to Oklahoma State and Iowa State, uh, beat TCU, but uh, losses to West Virginia and and Oklahoma. I don't think they're going to have a chance against Alabama. And that's not me being an Alabama fan. You all know my loyalties and my thoughts there. Um, I, I think Texas and Nebraska are similar in a lot of ways that there, there are games that look winnable on paper for both programs. Uh, it's just what team, a little schizophrenic, uh, you know, what team is going to come out of the gate and, and step onto the field day to day. Uh, so let's take a look at Nebraska's schedule. We, we know pretty well. Uh, obviously, we, we've got all of our calendars marked for August 27th, Nebraska Northwestern in Ireland. I can I, I think I'm partially Irish. I could probably say Ireland. Maybe not. Maybe this is all the Irish I get. I don't know. That's not, you know, that's for fun. Anyway. Um, I think Nebraska beats Northwestern, uh, North Dakota. I think Nebraska beats them. It's North Dakota. It's not North Dakota state. Uh, you know, those are two different, uh, entities completely Then Georgia Southern and then Oklahoma. Uh, so right away you get the sense that Nebraska needs to come out of the gates hot. You know, they, they have the conference game. It, it is assuming nothing changes, you know, between now and, the end of August, that one will be across the pond. I still don't know. You know, I, I said a few weeks ago that there's no way that game doesn't get played in Ireland uh, because of money. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the announcement to come that that's, you know, being changed. It probably won't be. I'm waiting for that. Anyway, uh, after Oklahoma, it's Indiana and Rutgers. Purdue, Illinois, we start getting more into the Big Ten West, Minnesota, Michigan in there, uh, Wisconsin, and, of course, finishing up on Black Friday against Iowa. We, I think we talked about this last week that – and not to say that in any capacity am I happy with moral victories or with close losses. I'm not. Uh, in fact, sometimes they piss me off <laughs> as, as much, if not more, than a, a one-sided affair, even with Nebraska losing. Because it, if the game gets out of hand, and I've never done this, I've, I've, you know, I've been a glutton for punishment as long as I've been a Husker fan. But if the game gets out of hand, you think somebody somewhere is like, all right, I'm going to go you know, mow the yard, clean the house, start the grill – you know, whatever, I'm going to turn off the game and, and occupy my Saturday afternoon with something else. But when the game's close, you, you got to stick it out because you just don't know, right? So I think that, and again, I'm, I think, but I'm also hopeful. And maybe the hope is, is you know, the heart is, is overtaking the brain a little bit. But I'm hopeful that 
the, everything is starting to, to be in place. So like we don't have as many you know, like world beaters on, on uh, the schedule this year. Um, you know, as, as much as I hate to give them any unnecessary credit and as close as we've played them recently, we don't have Ohio state on here. I mean, we've got Michigan and, you know, Michigan certainly, uh, you know, they're a college football playoff team last year. So, uh, or, you know, last month, <laughs> realistically, you know, uh, uh, you know, last season anyway. Um, but that's a team that Nebraska took right to the end. Um, and I'm, I'm still pissed off about that, uh, you know, lack of call on a loss of four momentum that Michigan ended up punching the ball free from uh, Adrian Martinez and picking it up and going the other way. Still mad about that. Because I think, I think what pisses me off about that is any other time it is the quarterback with the ball in the middle of a pile, the refs blow the whistle and the pile was not moving for anyway, tormented by the things we can't change. Heard that on a a different podcast uh, this week. Uh, The, the, the guy who was being interviewed, he said, I'm tormented uh, by the past because I can't alter it. I can't change anything of it. Um, So anyway, that's, (laughs) that's Nebraska football last 20 years. It seems Um, we we've also talked about this and and I think I asked Todd point blank. And by the way, Todd, it's not fair. He's getting a day off uh, on. He's already said, I'm not drinking in February. I'm not uh, yelling about Scott Frost coaching. And we already gave him shit for, for it being the shortest month. (laughs) So Todd, I know you're listening to this or watching it on YouTube. Uh, You owe us uh, a, be nice to Scott Frost day in March. I'll say it right now, but I asked him, I said, if, if Nebraska comes out, you know, has a winning record, makes a bowl game, you know, things like that, or where are you at on, on Frost? Do you look at it as actual improvement or do you look at it as having a better season against weaker competition? I don't know if I even phrased it that well when I asked the question. Uh, and I don't know if Todd ever gave me a real answer. So. Again, thanks, Todd. Um, but I think if you're asking me, uh, Lloyd McChristmas, if you're asking me who's going to have the better season in 2022, uh, I'm going to say Nebraska. And if you're asking me who's going to have a, a better, who's going to be more successful in you know beyond 2022, I'm going to say Nebraska because I feel like 2021 the 2021 season was the pivot year where we're right there. You know, we, we lost nine games, all but one of them were by one, one score or less. So I feel like while we might've had more wins in prior years, even under Scott Frost, some of the losses were still kind of embarrassing and, and nasty. And so I feel like just maybe, starting to turn things, you know, it, it's trying to, it's like a ship in the ocean. And this is from a guy who's never been on a ship in the ocean, but those ships don't turn on a dime. Like they just don't, uh, you know, do a, a hairpin turn and, and get going the other way like that. It is a process to move that massive vessel to go the opposite way. And I feel like, you know, to, to keep my, um, not naval, but uh, to keep my oceanic, my sea 
uh, analogy going. I feel like Nebraska has been in the maelstrom uh, and they have been slowly trying to turn out of the whirlpool uh, to you know, find, find sunlight. And I, I do feel despite the three and nine record, I feel better about those losses than I have in some of the losses combined because we were in the games, we weren't blown out. You know, uh, I'm not trying to make excuses and say, oh, if the ball goes this way or if we get this call, things like that. I'm not trying to do that presently. I probably did it before. I may do it again, but at, at the moment, I'm not. All I'm saying is we're shifting as as a program. I think it's shifting away from, from the uh, tsunami huh? and, you know, trying to find that that daylight on the other side. If the Huskers put together a winning record, which I do, again, I on paper, we always think that they should, right? Uh, but if they put together the winning record, then I really do like, you know, how they'll be able to carry that momentum moving forward. They're bringing in some top talent. They have made some changes on the on the offensive side of the coaching staff. We haven't seen any of this. Um, we haven't seen any progress, uh, you know, any incremental improvement, as my buddy Hoss Reuter would like to say, because it all happened in the offseason. So we'll have to watch closely during spring or at least as close as we can. And then summer and, and fall and and, you know, from August 27th on, we'll have to watch closely and make sure that the improvements there, that the pieces that have been brought to Lincoln are, in fact, the right pieces. But I do think that if they have the winning record, if they go to a bowl game, then the narrative starts to shift. And I like that long term more than I like Texas eventually ending up in the SEC where Alabama is going to beat on them. Georgia's going to beat on them, uh, you know, depending on what Ole Miss looks like or Florida or Tennessee on the way up or even Kentucky. Um, you know, I don't often praise the SEC uh, and, and don't take this even as praise, but Texas is going from being a big fish in a what has been a really unattractive pond to being – a medium-sized fish in a much bigger uh, body of water. They're going to be middle of the road in the conference, I think. I don't think even with the fertile uh, recruiting grounds that Texas has, and that's what we still hear about all these years later after leaving the Big 12 as well. We lost lost uh, the ability to recruit in Texas because nobody wants to send their kids to Nebraska to watch them play on TV in Iowa uh, Michigan, Ohio, uh, Indiana, Illinois, any, any of those places, Minnesota, they want to be able to, you know, see them at Austin or Baylor or, you know, Lubbock, you know, wherever in state be much closer travel for them and whatever. Um, but Alabama, Georgia, you know, some of these schools, LSU, they're still going to pick the best kids from across the country. You know, um, no, no matter what state they're from. And so I, I just don't see long term Texas that move to the SEC. And same for Oklahoma, I'll be honest with you. I just don't see those moves to the SEC 
good for the football programs. Now it might be good for the athletic departments overall. And, you know, similarly to Nebraska moving to the Big Ten, good for the pocketbook. Um, I just don't see it being good competitively on the football field for either Texas or Oklahoma. Um, it hasn't been great for Nebraska. Certainly, we we know that. We know the last uh, 10 years have, you know, only, I mean, they started okay with making it to a, a Big Ten championship game just to get our asses handed to us. And it's been in a slow decline ever since. And, you know, what? if you look at 2011 to 2021, I think we can call it a slow decline. Some of people would say it's been a nosedive. I'm not one of those. I think it's been in a slow decline. I do think we're leveling out. And I do think that we're going to start to pick it up altitude again. See, I've worked in uh, a, a C reference. Now we're working in air. I don't know what else I could do. I don't know what else I can do, but that's my thoughts. Um, hopefully this one man show didn't go too long for you all. I appreciate those of you who stuck around um, next time. If we have to do this, I'll try to give you more than 24 hours notice, drop your questions in a comment so that we can hopefully get more questions. But uh, Lloyd McChristmas, appreciate the qu- uh, question that you presented us. I presented me. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed the show next week. Uh, Todd and John should both be back. Uh, Todd's going to have to have a new name. He's no longer, as always, Todd. Uh, he, we'll have to find something new for him. So uh, for all of my co-hosts who couldn't be here tonight and for all of Coronation, who I honestly, when I decided to record this at almost 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> I figured I'm not going to bother anybody. Uh, we wish you all just a tremendous week. If you're going through uh, some winter storms like I'm going through right now here in, in uh, southern Illinois, be safe out there. Uh, stay healthy. We'll see you next week on the Five Heart Podcast, where we remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. And since John's not here, I get to say, go Big Red. <laughs>